everybody, and welcome to episode 269 of the Spoiler Alert podcast brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. I'm Danny, and I'm here with Mike, and tonight we'll be discussing the new independent comedy, Britney Runs a Marathon, starring Jillian Bell. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Danny. How are you doing? I am doing very well, although I will just immediately start this episode with a quick marathon story. Oh, I God. saw yeah. this movie this is brutal. the night before a marathon, which I was to run. I had to drive a couple hours away from home. You know, I get up there by myself, do the expo. I'm staying in a hotel. Family's at home. What city was this again? lonely nights. Where was it again? Uh, the race was in the Fox Cities in Wisconsin, okay. so I was staying in Appleton. Okay, got it, got it. And, you know, I I see the movie. I I... I I'm all anxious. I got the race in the morning. I get up. It's four in the morning. I get dressed, drive down to uh, Nina. Nina Menasha. Yeah. Getting a bus to go to Menasha to the starting line. And as we're pulling into the starting line, the race is canceled due to a lightning storm in the area. That's horrible. So just a whole busload. I mean, there are <sighs> thousands of people there to run the race. Oh, and it's just and spectators. Like, right there. It's, yeah, it's just time. And it wasn't really raining, it just was lightning. And so it was a real bummer. Just a just a real letdown. I guess I have to assume that because they canceled it like before the start, that there was just no end in sight for the lightning and did that pan out? Like was it like did it last for hours? I would have just thought you could maybe delay it a couple hours. I'm not sure. I, I, I hung out in the the Fox Cities for a little bit and then I ended up driving with the several hours home. Oh, man. And then I ran the marathon on my treadmill. That's so brutal. So oh buddy. I had to get the miles in. <laughs> I had to hit my time. Oh that's so it did suck. Did you but make the, it did you drive home. did you do a personal best on the treadmill? No, no. I okay. I was set to pace the race at oh. four hours and thirty minutes. Got it. Okay. All right. And the goal was to hit between four twenty nine and four thirty. And I achieved that goal. Congratulations. So, That's yeah, yeah, were you thanks, holding the thanks, stick the thanks. whole time? Like, were you on the treadmill? The whole like, time. You, I'm yeah. on the treadmill. Yep. Just <laughs> the guy with the, the sticks at 430. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> what I think is great is my wife had a bunch of people over. And no one came down to say hello. And I clearly didn't go upstairs to say hello. But they must have just heard, dum, dum, dum. And, and must have just known that you were in a really bad mood because for of what hours. Yeah, 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 they were there for two hours plus, and the entire time. How did, how did you handle water? Like, what what did you do for water during that? The whole I was at like a Gatorade in the treadmill. I mean, same as I always do. Man, oh well, good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my Britney runs a marathon marathon yes. story. Right. I, yeah, I thought I'd really use the movie to sort of inspire me and launch pad into a yeah, race and just have a, a great weekend. Yes. And instead, it was like one of those depressing, lonely days. And then you see a movie, and then. Just the anxiety, pre-race jitters, and then... You know, and I haven't looked at how this movie is doing either. We've had it in our queue for a little while, and I think it's been out for a few weeks, but it's not showing in a... It's not showing a ton of showings at a lot of theaters right now, even in Dallas. No, it's not very wide yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it, it, it came and went pretty quickly, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's an independent film. It's a specialty title. I mean, I, I don't know how many screens it ultimately... Uh, showdown, but it not many. You know, it's not a Hobbs and Shaw, which <laughs> you know debuted on four thousand screens or something. I or mean, it was pretty chapter small. Two, and, yeah, 
<laughs> right. That one still lingers. By the by, I did have a subscriber reach out to me after listening to the It Chapter 2 episode, and she very adroitly reminded me that uh, Misery is a very good Stephen King cinematic oh, adaptation. Oh, that is a good one. I mean, that was another thought, Oscar winner. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah, so Misery I was good. Tip of the cap, totally yes. fair. I just couldn't think of it. Yep. Agreed. So, good, All right, good, agreed. Good call. Thank Misery you on that is one. good. Yeah, James Caan, Kathy... Uh, Bates are, are great in the movie. Yes. And uh, it's a good adaptation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, let, let's let maybe we should get into Britney. Yeah, let's get into this. Did Runs you know a marathon. That, let's, Brit, Britney the movie, oh, the movie. <laughs> did did you <laughs> Before we get inside Britney, did you know that <laughs> this was based on a true story? Uh, I I, I didn't. didn't when I didn't when we first chose it, but I knew it before I saw the film. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm I'm taking this plot recap totally fast and loose here. I did not prepare for it. I'm I'm very sorry, listeners. So super high and tight. Woo! Brittany runs a marathon. Is the story of Brittany, who is um, in her late twenties, hard living, drugs, parties, drinking, life kind of in shambles. She's overweight and uh, kind of realizes she's in trouble, sees a physician who recommends some life changes. And I think at that age, I mean, probably at any age, that becomes a really difficult thing to adapt to, and she struggles with it. She's befriended by uh, a neighbor, uh, an apartment neighbor of hers, who's uh, an older woman, older than her, getting a divorce and um, is in fantastic shape and, and does a lot of running. And after kind of a, a crisis that Brittany's having one night, they meet and decide to start running together. And Brittany takes on this challenge and decides that running is going to be the outlet for her turning her life around and losing weight and eating better and not doing drugs and not drinking all night, every night with her friends and uh, ultimately decides that she wants to run the New York Marathon, unfortunately gets injured before she can, immediately before she can, which is a tragic thing for people that are training for a marathon and do it for months and decides that she's going to do it the next year and the next year, Brittany runs the New York Marathon. And that's Brittany Runs a Marathon. What did you – so we're uh, – for listeners who don't know, we're both runners. Yeah. Uh, we both have run several marathons. We run a half marathon together every year, uh, participate in other races. What did you think of this movie? I really liked this movie. I, I, I guess I would say I liked this movie. I almost really liked this movie. There were there were squabbles that I had with it, but I really did enjoy it and could certainly appreciate a lot of – the difficulty of training for a marathon and and getting to that point, no matter what kind of shape you're in. And yeah, uh, that I could really appreciate. How about you? I'm really interested to hear more about what you thought of it because I feel the same. I, I liked it. I almost really liked it and I wanted to love it, but I did like it. Like there's a, but I can't put my finger on what about it like what held it back from being one of those movies that I just would want to revisit over and over and over. Sure. So maybe you can help me out. So I guess one of the things that I just couldn't quite get, clearly she has some, 
I, I don't want to belittle this, but some mental health issues. She's got some stuff going on, right? And so she's really bipolar at a lot of times where she's she's early wanting to party and then realizing that she can't keep doing this to herself anymore and then realizes that she might have some serious health issues as a result of it. And then her, you know, she hates her her bitchy neighbor and then later learns to really like her, but then later gets really mad that her neighbor is kind of trying to mother her, but then really appreciates the support that she got from her, but then gets injured, so she just, like, ghosts her. And I I couldn't quite get what was going on in that Mm. dynamic. Like, I thought that I really loved the neighbor. I thought that she was my favorite character in the movie, and I, I guess I just couldn't quite wrap my head around why do you love her this week and hate her the next week and love her this week and hate her the next week. And Mm. I I get that you've got a lot of stuff going on in your own life, but this is your kind of support network right now. So be friendly. Like I, that was part of the arc that I struggled with. Got it. I think for me, the arc that I, that I didn't struggle, that I struggled with and you didn't capture it in your super high level and tight plot recap, which did you think was awesome. Okay. All right. That was awesome. Um, one of the things that Brittany does is she gets a job, a second job, as a dog sitter slash house sitter. Right. And she ends up moving into, illegally moving into the house that she's house sitting uh, and sort of befriends and ultimately hooks up with the night shift guy who happens to be doing the same. And I just felt like that whole plot line of she... It was good that she got away from her roommate, who is clearly a toxic person. Right. But this, like, super um, convenient, she just happens to live in, like, a million, you know, multi-million dollar brownstone in New York City and befriends this guy. And they have all this time on their hands and they hang out and ultimately they hook up and then he becomes a good friend. And it just felt like a very, and maybe that's really what happened to Brittany, but it felt like a more like a plot device. It felt like we just need to sort of push more into this arc. And and what I liked about the movie is that Brittany starts the movie as clearly insecure, unhealthy. Um, you, you mentioned she's got problems. I just think she's not in a good place. And by the end of the movie, she's in a better place. But she's not perfect. This isn't yeah. one of those movies where someone starts morbidly obese and she ends at a size zero and she's a fitness model and her life is perfect and she's in love and she's got the job of her dreams and she's a millionaire and everything's fine. She's further along in that journey by the end, but she's not all the way there. And right. I guess I appreciated that. Yeah. But this whole this whole roommate slash night shift guy subplot sort of felt too convenient. It felt like – I was really buying and digging that they weren't trying to give us this totally neat tied with a bow little package. And he felt more like the bow, you know, like we're trying to make this more Hollywoodized or something. But yet, yet again, it there was, was so an- much to dig into. It was another one of those moments where I felt like like she had, you know, once she kind of got into a better place, she was on match or something like that and, and had a date with a guy who seemed like a great guy and they were having a good date, and then she bailed on him for like no real good reason, and then ultimately decides that she wants to. I don't even know hook up. Like I felt like she really had some feelings for this, you know, 
fake roommate that she was living with in this right, brownstone right. that there was they were all squatting there. And then there's a point where she calls him a misguided little boy. And I thought, like, here she is being bipolar again. Like, she had, like, given up on this really cool guy to hook up with the guy that was living at the dog-sitting house. And then just on him. And I was like, that, why, why does she keep doing this? Like, why does she sabotage every relationship that she has? Well, I... She's not a perfect character. She's not super lovable. She's not especially bright. She's not very friendly. She's sort of acerbic. She has a a dry wit. And Jillian Bell, I have to say, I really like Jillian Bell. She's one of my favorites. Yeah. She, you know, when I saw Rough Night, she's one of the best things in that. Office Christmas Party, she's one of the best things in that. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So she's just she is great in just about everything. The night before too. Did you see that Christmas movie? The one with Seth Rogen. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Fist Fight. uh, She's been on Portlandia. I mean, she's just she's very funny, and so I, I just like her as an actress. But the character was a a bit rough. And yeah. again, I liked that. Unlikeable. I felt like, yeah, I, I thought this was sort of a brave, a brave choice for the filmmakers to sort of embrace that she's not perfect and she's not perfect at the end either. In fact, you, you mentioned the part where she gets injured. I thought that was a great sequence. First of all, as a runner, I know how just absolutely depressing it is to have an injury that takes it sidelines you and she was weeks away She's like five, six weeks from the race. She's been dedicating a year of her life to this, and now she can't do it. Right. Get bent. You know, like, she immediately eats like crap, starts drinking. She sort of unplugs. She leaves New York. She goes to Philly to see her sister. I mean, she's just – she hates life, and she totally lashes out at people. She lashes out at her, her brother-in-law's birthday party in a, yeah. like, spectacularly ugly fashion. Yeah. Which – Again, as a runner who's been injured, I haven't gone that far, but I understand sort of that that step back. Oh no, you was a have. Big, <laughs> right, I remember. I apologized to your mother many, many times. <laughs> many times, she needs to forgive and forget. Just throwing fruit at her, like. Right. <laughs> anyway, so again, I I like that they included that sort of warts and all, and Jillian Bell is just likable enough that even though Britney's sort of tough to like. I ended up liking her. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, and I, I liked that. I liked all the, they, they covered many of the things, not just as a runner, but as anyone who's ever struggled with their weight or just to be healthier and try to stick to a diet, stick to exercise, you know, life gets in the way. They did highlight a number of those setbacks, some of the anxiety that you feel working out yes. next to the people who are a size zero or were totally muscle toned. Uh, there's the sequence where she just she just walks past a place called Burger 365 and she just veers right in, has like a double burger with bacon, cheese fries. I mean, she like picks the extra cheese out of the garbage. Like this, yes. so disgusting. Like yeah. I have been there. Actually, at that moment in the movie theater, I was eating boneless buffalo wings dipped in ranch <laughs> with a 32 ounce. This was beer. the night before yeah. the marathon. You're yeah. supposed <laughs> like 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 a. a d- a super spicy chili cheese dog. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like I That's just amazing. had like the grossest meal possible while watching this movie. And my, <laughs> my own shame 
just spiked <laughs> dramatically. I was so thankful I was in a dark theater and that I had no friends with me at the time. It was like I was there by myself. So I'm sure my fellow viewers were judging me, but who cares? But it was <laughs> that's, that's that's totally fine. Yeah. I also I also really appreciated the cinematography during the final race scene that she had at the New York City Marathon. I thought that was cool that they're tracing the map. I thought yeah. that the like the weird like she's the only one on the course thing was fun. Like the part where she gets injured towards the end and they're like trying to help her off the course and she won't. That was a really emotional part, too. I will admit that I fully cried in the movie theater. I, I was super choked up. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I don't remember being that emotionally moved in a movie theater, maybe ever. And so clearly <laughs> I have my own issues to work through. But this woman, she's right. She's running this race. She got injured the first time. She's in the race. She's at like mile 12 or whatever it was. And she gets like a stomach cramp and she she's like almost going to quit. And then her friends show up, of course, because it's a movie and they're right there and they, they just give her enough of a cheer and enough of a, you know, some, some good vibes that she picks up and keeps moving. And And I just lost it. It was totally crazy. As As a runner, I've felt that myself, like seeing my sister at whatever, what were we at? Like we were at the final mile when we were running in Milwaukee and that, that was enough to yeah. keep me going. Yeah. yeah. I loved the clown that she runs by like in her first race. <laughs> yes. Like I just thought that was hilarious. She's or not her first race. She's her like first trying run. to run yeah. a block. Like and yeah. and she and it's New York, so she just keeps running past crazy. <laughs> and of course one of those things is a clown. I loved the first five K that she did where she's talking to herself saying you can do it, but like that her her running partner thinks that he's like encouraging her or maybe he was saying it and she thinks he's encouraging her, but like yes. it was so funny. That, that, I loved that. So that moment is funny, but that's my first what's up with is she bumps into that guy who's saying you can do it and she just says i know and and he's talking to himself (laughs) and then he immediately starts being super chatty and like telling her his life story and it's way like over disclosing and they become best friends and he's like her best running friend and i'm like that doesn't happen (laughs) if if you utter any words to someone in a race you might say excuse me right when someone bumps into you but actually, the last time we were running Madison, this last time, I saw a guy do a full-on farmer blow of snot out of his nose, and it landed on a woman who was running next to him. He didn't say anything. He just took off. So you don't just chit-chat with people. You don't, like, bump into someone to become best friends. That was like, no, I'm sorry, especially in New York City. New York City is the ultimate just shut up and mind your own business environment. You, you don't you don't talk to something. <laughs> what's up? What's up with her doing all these training runs early on, and she has no earbuds? Not maybe not even earbuds, but just anything. headphones, yeah. like just anything. Like I mean, she seems to have a relatively stocked apartment. Like I've got to assume she. I, I've seen her right. on her cell phone, like so I know she can get music. Why is she running? All these miles with nothing. That's rough. That's insane. What is up with... I also got moved when she said her life was in trouble because a kill shelter wouldn't give her a dog. (laughs) 
that was that but was as she's saying that in her apartment there's a poster behind her on the wall of pills she has a poster of drugs it's like well maybe you should take that poster down just turn around maybe there's a reason what's up with her roommate being that heinous like nobody Terrible. nobody yeah. is that horrible right like nobody is that vapid like kardashians aren't that mean and and someone and somewhere is but it wouldn't be a surprise to people who choose to hang with them it it did seem like it dawned on her late in the their relationship that wow maybe this person's terrible and toxic and it's like well we knew that from frame 1 so it's a little weird you're just catching on <laughs> and- and what was funny is that in the first couple of scenes of the movie, I thought, oh, this girl seems nice. Like, she she nope. might be put together. And then, nope. and then I was like, oh, no, what, that, I guess I was wrong on that one. What's up with her goals to run the New York City Marathon and she and her friends enter the lottery. And, of course, her friend, the guy, gets in and she doesn't. And they say, well, then the next option is to, to run for charity. The other option for the New York City Marathon is to join the New York City Roadrunners who put on the race and either run or participate or volunteer in a couple of races throughout the year. And then you get a guaranteed spot. Like there are multiple ways as a New Yorker to get in the New York City Marathon. Could could she have done so she could have done that even at the time that the lottery was announced? She could have still gotten in they that had way a as year well? like But even before they were worried about the lottery, it's like, well, you're already doing 5Ks and 10Ks. It was like, didn't you know that? Like, as a New Yorker and a runner and someone who wants to run the marathon, like, they totally have an in. It's kind of silly. Okay. All right. I didn't know that. Mm. What's up with her nervous tick doing the English accent thing? That really bothered me. Like, her... The, the date, the match date she went on, he was kind of bothered by it. I was bothered by it. Early on in the movie. I thought that was a really weird thing. Oh, and actually, see, I liked that because it was such an affectation. It was her defense mechanism of she's used to being the chubby comic relief. And so anytime she's uncomfortable, she just sort of reverts back to being a bit silly and does this accent and tries to be weird. And that's how she's always kind of gained social acceptance. And so I thought, boy, every time she does that, it's just a clue that she's really uncomfortable and... This is what she, this is the bag of tricks that's always worked for her. You know, I was refreshed. I thought I found it refreshing that he kind of calls her on it, even on the first date of like, you don't have to do that. Like, I liked I, that guy. Yeah, yeah I yeah, liked. He, yeah. Seemed, he seemed pretty decent. He seemed like yeah. they were having a good date. And yes, she was got uncomfortable and she fled, but it didn't seem like he. It felt like he was an okay guy. Yeah, yeah, I liked yeah. him. I. I also think, though, that it was another one of the bipolar moments that you just mentioned. Like, so now she needs to join the, the uh, she lost the lottery, so now she needs to raise money for charity. And so her her, her friend, is it Catherine? Is that her friend? Is that the neighbor? Catherine? Uh, her neighbor friend. Yeah. Uh, they, they, like, contribute a bunch of money so that yep. she can just donate it to charity. She, like, you know, the, this other woman is, is rich as <laughs> And so... Like, they're going to buy her way into the marathon. And then she throws a fit about that. Like, it's just another, like, what? you're you're trying to get it together. And she's actually offering you a really nice out. It's not like she's handing you a, a, an envelope of money. She's saying, this is why I can do this for you. I've been uh, a beneficiary of a trust that gets to give money to a right. charity. 
and now I'm going to give it to this charity, and then you can give it to them. And, like, I just thought everybody was being so nice to her, and then she'd suddenly crap on their right. benevolence. And I, I that started to bug me. She definitely had trouble accepting kindness. And, again, I took that as a person who wasn't used to a lot of kindness. Yeah, um, I guess. And so she was trying to come. But she seemed to not just be unfamiliar with it. She seemed to be hostile towards it, which I think is what was so off-putting about that scene and just a number of those scenes. And Speaking and, of off-putting, what's up with her bathroom in her apartment? There's a scene where she is vomiting in her toilet, but the actual room itself, like I've seen slaughterhouses that looked cleaner than this on film. I, I don't remember the scene the of her vomiting. The floor looked no. toxic. It looked like you just walk in and you get a staph infection. Like <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> You know, it's like white tile, but the tile's like worse than gray. Like, come on. Somebody get out, you know, the magic bubbles. Let's just <laughs> let's just run through here like well, once a, once a year. Would it would it well, take you know care it's of not that? gonna be your Instagram roommate that does that. Oh my gosh. Can we just say that not only is the roommate a terrible person, she like makes a living or is trying to make a living being an Instagram celebrity Instagram, talking like, about like her celebrity Lux like life. influencer. Like it's yeah. so stupid. Like I just want someone terrible these to get millennial kicked in the New head. York job. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. It's just terrible. This isn't a what's up with, but I think the, the final thing that I struggled with in the movie, and I liked the movie, I really did. But I hated the fact that you know, after the first marathon happened, that she couldn't run, that her two yep. buddies ran. They do a quick one-year jump to the next year where she's running the marathon. It's like, well, like, I, I get you want to keep the movie to two hours. But, like, what happened in that last year? Yeah. Like, what, like, there there was, there was just no exposition there. There was, there was no explanation as to how her life changed for the good, for the worse. And... Like, all of a sudden, she's running a marathon. And it was great that her friends were there. And I totally got emotional in that final scene. But I think that a one-year jump is weird in this kind of movie. I wholeheartedly agree because they they did a one-year jump, which actually I wouldn't have minded. But then after the race, they did tag on a number of those things that, again, showed she'd made progress towards her life goals. Like, she has her own apartment. She got a new job in advertising. She's in a healthy seeming relationship. Like all those things were just sort of like, oh, by the way, things are working out. She's not there. It's not perfect, but she's on the path. And it felt like a couple of those probably happened before the marathon and could have been, we could have seen more of that evolution. Yeah. So it felt like a cheat to skip them. And then, oh, by the way, everything's awesome. Yeah. My last what's up with, and I have others, but. Again, I also liked this movie, but it made me really mad. And again, I'm eating buffalo boneless wings and a a beer that is ostensibly two beers while watching the movie. But after her at the marathon and she's struggling and she's got a stomach cramp and she might not make it. They show her sister and brother-in-law watching her as she she's at mile 26 of 26.2 miles. And they're like, she's going to do it. She's doing it. And her pace was like eight minutes and 49 seconds per mile. And I was like, no effing way. No. No. Her I didn't first, even see that. I her didn't first know marathon, she has like a full-on meltdown in the middle. She should be at like 12-minute miles. Like, like she should finish. But like they made it. That, 
she's running a sub four hour first marathon. Right, right. That's Maybe. pretty good uh, for someone who is who this is her first and who's like struggled. However, however, God, that made me in, so mad during the intro credits when they show the real Brittany. I'm like, okay, she looks nothing like her, and I could see that girl running a a sub four. M- our marathon like she looked really put together and fit so anyway what's up with that what's up with that mike are you ready for five questions no okay well we got have a good night questions we should just throw them away what do we got next no all right let's do it let's do it okay uh question number one while this movie did share some of the kind of inside baseball running endeavors why do you think they shied away from some of the other less glamorous parts of the sport of running, such as early mornings, black toenails, chafing, dehydration, farting runners? <laughs> this, it, <laughs> it's they just, seem- it's not as cute. That's, that's why. Got yeah. it. Runner's World doesn't cover that either. Got it. Uh, yeah. They do, actually. Oh, do they really? Do yeah. they cover oh, the yeah. chafing and the farting? Yeah, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Farting? Really? Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, oh wow. Uh, question two. Isn't this the story of every runner or every adult who's worked to become more active? Yes. Okay. So this is Brittany's story, but isn't this kind of like what every adult over the age of, call it, 30 kind of ultimately tries to go through? I guess that I would say it was a little bit more affecting to me because she was in a really dark place when she started. I mean, her first run is using Converse All-Stars and sweatpants and it's gross. And while a lot of these topics hit close to home, I feel like she was in a really bad place when she got there. And uh, I, I think that that made it a little bit more important. Great. Question number three. Actress Jillian Bell lost 40 pounds in preparation for this movie as she became a runner to get ready for the running scenes. Ultimately, her character, Brittany, lost 40 pounds during the movie. But this required Jillian Bell to add pounds of makeup and wear a fat suit to pretend to have 40 pounds of weight on her in order to lose it over the course of the movie. Wasn't there another way to do this? Couldn't we have just... (laughs) Started filming Jillian right. Bell, and yes. then she this seems lost like, 40 This seems pounds. like a directorial problem here, yes. As, a, as a, a corollary to that, this is my own question now. How pissed would you be if you're the producer or director of this movie, and you hire Jillian Bell, and here's the story, and she shows up 40 pounds lighter, and now you got to spend the time and money and effort to make her look 40 pounds heavier? And all the extra cost and time associated with that, plus the fat suit and the makeup don't look super great. But early good in the movie. For, but good for Jillian Bell because good she looks fantastic at the end of the movie. Yes, she's like, clearly healthier. Yes, so that's yes. fine. I, okay. Applause. Yes. Okay, I, I would like to lose forty pounds. Question number four: Why the hell is Britney so obsessed with the New York City Marathon? In the United States, in the next twelve months, there are one thousand one hundred twenty-seven marathons wow. scheduled and ready for people to start registering. There are 35 in the New York State alone. Wow. She could have done any one of 35 other full marathons in New York without having to leave the state. 
It's a valid point, and we don't know if Brittany actually truly was obsessed with that marathon. Like, maybe it was a thing that she was going to do with her buddies and then couldn't, and, and like, had gotten to the starting point almost, and then couldn't. Like, I guess I'd probably want to check that off the list then at some point as well. Like, you, but... get, a, you get a stress fracture six weeks before the race, you got to be off your foot for eight weeks. Maybe you just immediately go to runningintheusa.com and find a race 10 weeks out. Right, right. So, okay, right. I'll be healed like, and then I can... Going to Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this will work. Yeah. Take a bus yeah. to Philly and then just right, run yes, to right, right. right. Probably you okay. could take a train to D.C. in a few hours and <laughs> right, run one exactly. there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, last question. Uh, writer, The writer and director of this film actually is uh, the real Britney's former roommate. So it was her life story. Oh, he basically wow. took her story and adapted it. Whose real life story would you most like to steal and profit from? Probably yours. Oh. I think you've got a really good story. Oh, I do. That's really yeah. flattering. Yeah. yeah. Let's go yeah. with that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. I good. do not, oh, by, by the record, I do not grant you my life rights in any way, no, shape, I'm, or form. No, I'm I know. Not, not, not now. We'll have to talk about this. Yeah. Right. Just, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want it to be really clear that if yes, you ever steal right, my life story right. and try and profit from it, I will, in right. fact, litigate you intensely and 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 garnish your wages and take money out of your like, kids mouths I just, I just create a movie about denny garnowski <laughs> the most thinly veiled character of all time right okay well that was five questions all right good questions uh, thank you listeners all right well it seems like we both enjoyed the movie it's not a perfect movie but there's a lot to like here it's definitely worth a watch i'd watch it again i I totally would watch this movie again yeah absolutely yeah all right well coming up next we have the long delayed and super anticipated best picture winner the greatest show on earth well that must be the greatest best picture winner of all time We'll find out. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.